What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Tiffany Hoyd, and you're listening to Hogs Havens Riled Up. My co-host, Alana Bearfield, and I are constantly looking for ways to bring you the hottest red skin topics with a twist. And Alana, it's draft week. The time is now. We have great things in store for our listeners today. Yes, Tiff. The time is now. And everybody's been talking about draft week because it's on social media and it's going to be virtual this year, meaning no kisses, no hugs, no high fives. Social distancing has really shaken things up. Man, it has, right? No, it definitely has. I mean, look at the virtual draft right now. Imagine all 32 teams will be on a conference call for general managers. Teams will be able to actually email their selections, and get this, there'll be allotted extra time to negotiate trades, Tiff. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that extra time, Alana. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Right. It's a little rocky. And everyone's doing mock drafts, outlooks. Everybody's trying to get a perspective. But this time, we're actually going to bring a perspective of athletes. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. We, We talked about this. We had the concept and idea to bring Riled Up. Uh, it's a Redskins podcast, but we wanted to bring our, our Redskins fans, the fans in general, something different. And it's different because in this social distancing age that we're in, we don't have a lot of interviews of what the players are thinking. And we're always hearing about the mock drafts, like you said, and the trade outlooks. I want to know what the players' perspective is on this process, old and new. So we have Equinemius St. Brown, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, who was drafted in 2018 out of Notre Dame, and Dwayne Wallace, offensive tackle for the XFL's L.A. Wildcats out of Kansas University. These are guys who went through their own draft processes, and they're going to tell us their perspective. Welcome to the show, Equinemius and Dwayne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely our pleasure, you guys. I want to jump right in. Our first question in this age of social distancing, because it's everything right now, and the draft week, our week right now, is going to be significantly impacted by it. We wanted your perspective. We want your perspective on how your draft process was so different and what was going through your mind during that whole process. Um, for me specifically, I know um, my, my uh, draft process was uh, different a, a highly shouted guy coming out of the University of Kansas. But however, um, I had the opportunity to be an undrafted free agent um, through going to a couple of All-Star games, the NFL PA Bowl, the Bowl, and uh, kind of earning my way up. And um, did my pro day at my college and uh, got a rookie mini camp invite from the Bears and the Steelers and went there to there for and we can find from there. I just sat home and uh, got a call to go to XFL, Coach uh, Coach Moss, and um, had an opportunity to uh, be there with all the other players that kind of who didn't make it in preseason, basically, um, was just uh, added on throughout the XFL. And so now that this pandemic happened, and it's, it's, it's kind of a, a, a different process of how I entered the league in my journey. Because when I was coming out, they had the, uh, the other league that got shut down there, uh, before before the XFL. Um, those guys got picked up, which also my opportunity. So it's kind of the same thing going on right now. For those who 
white kids coming out of college, like the kids, some of the kids gonna be they gonna be set back because they're not gonna be ready. It's not gonna be looking mini camp. They're gonna be starting all of that. So it's a lot of things that's changing that's not being really talked about. Yeah, for me, uh, when I was coming to the draft, uh, I was really just worried about the combine and my pro day. Those were the two things that I had to look uh, at myself for coming into the draft. And then, uh, yeah, everything was just about doing the best you can in every uh, drill or position uh, drill that you can. And then, like you said, going to rookie mini camp, OTAs, all that stuff, uh, really helps you prepare for your rookie year. So, Kids coming out this year won't have that. Most kids didn't even have a pro day. So, uh, a lot of kids that uh, needed extra looks will get the looks they need. And then, uh, OTAs and rookie camp, they probably won't have that as well. And it's really going to be harder for these rookies to adjust to the NFL uh, this coming season if we have one. And I totally agree. I mean, what we're seeing with a lot of teams, especially the Saints just announced that there's not going to be no virtual workouts, no online meetings, no workouts at the facility, that they're literally showing up in July and they're starting training camp. So how do you guys, both of you, think that the NFL going virtually, especially with the draft, will affect the chemistry of players once they start practicing? Uh, I think it would be more important for teams that – haven't had chemistry together or have a new head coach, have a new offense or defense and for the rookies. But for teams that are com- coming into the same system and uh, best set coming back, it won't be a big difference because they already know the offense, they already know their system, and they've been in the NFL, they know how to train. But for rookies and for new teams and new coaches, it'll be a little more harder to adjust in the short, short amount of time that they have. And that and, and and just to follow off what he's saying to, to clarify what he's saying, it's all about experience. The vets already know what to do. That's why that's why they they get paid They already experience, they already know they already know what to do. And especially those who are already in the system, it's it's for the younger dudes, the, the, the people who got less experience. Them those are people that's gonna suffer because at the end of the day experience and experience is going out there whether you're playing in uh, preseason or some type of football so it's all about who can be ready and uh, be able to come in and be a pro uh, get down to play good do what your coach is asking you and they can rely right right and I think that Football has always been a developmental sport in that way it's not like basketball where it's more geared towards pro-style athletes where you can immediately go in and be a star. Football, you know, you can take a year and then eventually become a guy. But what this situation has put the league in uh, and a lot of these young kids is it's put them in a situation where they have to be pro-ready because you don't have a lot of time to prove yourself, really, and you can get lost in the sauce and you have to wait for another draft class. With that being said, what's your advice for these young guys, but not even these young guys, like these guys who are XFL or Arena League or just guys, it's not necessarily too far-fetched for some athletes to make it to the league after not being selected in their draft class. This is not far-fetched for a lot of these XFL guys. What's your advice for them? Even if it's just like workout advice. I know you, Nimi, you work out with your dad all the time. He's instilled that in you. Do you even have like workout advice for some of these guys? Uh, I would say hey, we can't just start now. The, the workouts, that mentality would have had to start in college as well to give them the best advantage to come in the NFL. But if they're starting now, I guess uh, 
yourselves be better than all of us. I mean, coming in, you get a disadvantage because you don't have the experience. You don't know the offense. Um, and the coaches don't even know what you can do. So you have less reps. You have less looks. So it's, it's really important to, to know that every opportunity you get, you have to make the most of it. Because if you don't, um, you get less and less opportunities as many can't. Not many can't, but can't goes on. Yeah, but for, like, those XFL guys, those guys who, like, they have it, right? But I know you want to give up your recipe for success and what makes you you. That's that's your that's your sauce, your niche. But I think my question is, what separates the greats? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's no rocket science to success. Anything is fundamental. Like, when you go to camp, you work on fundamentals. No matter what position you go, no matter what position you play in football, you got to have fundamentals. And so once you know the system and once you know the fundamentals, you're going to be good. Then your athletic ability is going to take you, going to do the rest. Am I correct? Big bro? Yeah, I agree. And I would say the biggest thing I noticed in the difference between college and NFL is uh, people, players are way more, or they're way smarter than they are in college. Like, in college, you get away with not being smart. But in NFL, if you don't know what you're doing, uh, you're not going to see the field ever. Right, and I totally agree with both of you guys what you're saying. I mean, leading up to draft week, it can be a lot of anxiety, especially if people think that they didn't practice enough, if they thought that they're not good enough. So for Equinemius, what was going through your mind leading up to draft week? Walk me through your experience with draft week. What was? Who were you talking to? Was there, were you happy? Were you full of anxiety? What was going on? I'll say I was nervous more than anything. Uh, going in my draft week, uh, I didn't know where I was going to get drafted at because my junior year was way worse than my sophomore year. And I knew that, and that's one of the reasons why I left. And then uh, that's the only reason why I left as a junior. So, Tony, I didn't know what to expect. And uh, I just remember draft those three days or some of the longest days in my life, just sitting there watching the TV and watch everyone go before you. It was, I would not want to relive that again. And I wouldn't want anyone to go through that, but it's part of the process. So uh, it definitely uh, put some fuel on the fire for me um, going into minicamp and OTAs. Mm. And Dwayne, you're actually someone who it didn't work out during that draft week. And you had to keep pushing and you became a stellar in the XFL now and you're possibly quite possibly trying to make it to the league afterwards or in continuance to your career what was your draft process like in that week of and the week after first of all i knew i wasn't drafted i knew i wasn't going to be drafted so i knew i was actually going to be the free agent route so when my opportunity came and you know i didn't i didn't get signed i just you know went back home and was kind of waiting for calls, but that didn't work out. But, you know, I just kept working out, kept faith, uh, kept faith in the most high. And um, the XFL came around, opportunity presented itself, and I went to the XFL and, um, you know, saying I had a, had, had a great season. And I'm, kind of, I'm kind of just not getting around, but, you know, even anything can happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at any given day, you can get cut, but... It's, it takes somebody mentally, mentally strong to sit at home and work out every day and have faith that you're going to get an opportunity in your life. Right. And you, Nimi, you have a brother, two brothers coming up after you in this process. 
um, one at USC, the other at Stanford, Osiris St. Brown and Amon Ross St. Brown, stellar athletes. What's your advice to those guys? Uh, well, all of them have at least one more year left, so uh, I'm really talking about the draft process because I'm going back to college next year. Uh, I'll probably have more of a conversation with that, but then uh, when they're more serious about leaving college, and I'll just tell them that uh, make sure when they leave college that they know if they're going to leave a junior, make sure they know if they're going to go higher or not. Um, most situations they have back at school, if going back would uh, help their draft stock or hurt them, like risk reward. Uh, I was kind of a guinea, guinea pig. I didn't know uh, too much about it, so I just went with my heart and my gut. But now I know more about it, so I can guide them a little more and uh, see how they did that season and what's going to look like up going back to college or leaving, and uh, I just know that both of them have what it takes to make a team in the NFL, so I said, regardless of what happens, like, if you go undrafted or drafted high, you'll be straight. Uh, I think that would be good to make a team. Right, and guidance is a huge component, especially being drafted and having the right people in your corner. What's the agent process like, and what do you look for in hiring an agent? Uh, for me... It's really just who you trust. I realize that agents don't really do too much. Most of it's up to you and what you've done in college and what you did in your pro day uh, combine. But I, I realize that agents really are much more important for your safety contract and negotiation. But uh, they're definitely important to have. Mm, to what you were saying, an agent might not have a lot to do with the early onset career of a player like that going into the draft that's more on you but for the longevity of your career agents are very very important what did you look for in your agent first of all i want to know who they had as players and uh, the contrast they've uh, signed them and then also uh, the agency like how big is it how small is it you know how many players is he working with in my class you know you don't want to have too many people because then they'll be spread too thin. So those kind of things. And if you have a, a good feeling about them, like you truly trust that they're going to do the best for you and have your best interest at heart. Um, as far as the agent, having an agent goes, I just feel like, man, um, it, 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 it all comes down to your needs, you know? Like, if you can do, if you can do without less, do without less. And if you know so if you need something, then, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you don't want to get too much debt with somebody. So, you know, like, I feel like a lot of a lot of youths coming out of college get themselves with debt because it's good, just because it's good, don't take it. Because at the end of the day, when you sign that contract, then you have to leave, you got to pay all that debt. And when your story, I want to give everyone a little further background. Um, of course, you went to Kansas, uh, you weren't drafted. And you basically had to make it up in your mind that you were going to work through your process. Take us through that and what drove you. Uh, my football career, just is, I've always been behind. You know, I, went, I went from high school to JUCO. I went to Cal, University of Cal Berkeley. I started there for a year. Um, graduated, transferred to Kansas. So if you look throughout my career, I was always I was always in the position of up and down improving myself. You know what I'm saying? I started in the Pac-12. I started in the Big 12. I went to the NFL PA Bowl. I won MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
um, having all these milestones and at the end of the day, when it came down to draft days with all these accolades that I had that still didn't get me anywhere. So that was more of a humbling process for me. But what what I go through, a lot of people would have quit because that, 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 that's a lot of mental stuff you got to go through getting knocked down like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Having to have to transfer. I started in Cal. I haven't have to move from California to Kansas and go to all these all-star games just to head it and get drafted. Like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm in a, I'm in a constant stage of, you know what I'm saying, proving myself. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, I, ne- I never gave up. I, I kept on going. And boom, I went to the XFL. And, you know what I'm saying? I proved myself once again. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't start, but the game I started with, Said we had a record. We said we put up 41 points. You know what I'm saying? Like record saying history. Like no other offense could get. Like you know what I'm saying? Like rush over 100, two for 350. Like put up. You know what I'm saying? We just and every and every game that I started, it was just you know what I'm saying. An opportunity for me to prove myself because I know that I wasn't gonna get them opportunities. And, and we only had five games. It was supposed to be 10 games. We only had five games. So I just I, I just thank I just thank the most high for blessing me so I could get some film before, you know what I'm saying, before the pandemic because other people that are sitting out there right now don't even got shit. Right. And I think everyone's blessed in the situation, you know, everything works out for a reason. You know, people playing in the NFL, people playing in the XFL, you know, you make you make it work for you. How has both of your lives changed after, you know, playing in the NFL and XFL, you know, from people knowing your name on social media to fans coming up to you? How has your life changed? Uh, my life hasn't changed too much. Uh, I would say, yeah, my life hasn't changed too much. Like, fans don't come up to me anywhere uh, in Green Bay. The people that live there really know that the players live here too, so they just get chill about it. They don't really come up to players. But the fame wise, really just uh, kind of same as in college. And what about you, Dwayne? That XFL fan base is kind of big. It's actually growing. I was surprised. How are they? Honestly, I was kind of surprised when I went out there that we had we had the amount of people that we had to be honest with you for the league. But, um, you know, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't like our fan base is strong in the NFL, but we got fans, we got some, uh, we got some fans that always, uh, show up for all the home games and stuff, for the three home games that we did have, so. And I just want to get back to you guys' as personal brands. For instance, like, you, Nimi, you're someone that is definitely taking advantage of just these things that are innately you. And you're able to like market them because they are so marketable. Uh, you speak various languages, including French and German. Uh, your mother is German. Um, you have a great storyline from your dad being Mr. Universe. Branding is very, very big for you. Uh, you're a soccer fan. I saw you did something with MJ Acosta. What sparked this in you to utilize your brand in this way? Uh, I would say my branding. Most of the credit, almost all of that's with my dad. He had this whole plan with my name, with languages. It was all his plan. You know, I was just born into it, really. Uh, I'm not big on uh, marketing like that. Uh, I don't care about fame, to be honest. Uh, that's more my younger brother um, but and my dad, really. So 
Uh, for me, I'd say I was just lucky to have my dad have his plan for his children to play football, to have these great names and speak different languages and all that. Um, I really didn't have much. I mean, yeah, I did. I actually learned them, the languages and I did a lot of work, but the plan was all his, really. And, you know, since we're in the middle of a pandemic, how have you guys been staying in shape? Is there any routines that you can give other athletes on what they can do at home while we're in the midst of all this? Uh, I personally uh, have a weight room that I go to uh, at, a, at a JUCO around here that I use to lift weights. Um, I'm, coming off, I'm coming off an injury last year, so uh, I barely just started running. And, uh, yeah. Running, you just find a field out here. Have your coach come or your trainer, whoever trains you, and you guys can train. So, training with police on is not that big of an issue. The biggest issue would be finding a weight room to uh, get the weights in because all the gyms are closed. And, uh, yeah, I guess it's up to who you know, what you know, be able to get the weights in. Yeah, I feel the same way you feel like or work, or work, you go to a certain point, you can do it, but the weight room. Finding the weights and sticking to the weights and staying strong, that's important, I guess. And do you guys have to do any, like, virtual workouts? I was talking to another NFL player, and he said he had to record all his workouts. So do you guys have to do that? Um, he said it was, like, whether he was in the water, weightlifting, what he was eating, he had to record all that. Uh, they sent an email out today. I haven't read it yet, but uh, I, I saw the text message. that's something about virtual workouts. It was a long ass email, so I'm, I'm ready yet, but I assume it's going to be similar to either me being on Zoom while I'm working out or, or maybe what you just said, recording and sending it to them. I have no idea. All right, you guys, I want to get back to our team, the Redskins, to close us out for today. We have the number two pick. A lot of people have said things like we should trade it. I myself have had various opinions on what should happen with that pick. What do you guys think the Redskins should do with that? Shoot, I have no idea. I have no idea what the Redskins need, to be honest. Well, I'll tell you what we need. We need uh, some offensive linemen. I've thrown that out there. We need uh, some corners. So I've heard Jeff Okuda. I've heard trading that pick. Um, we need a w- big wide receiver. We have some speedy guys. I think that they get the job done for sure. Talented guys, but we need that big guy presence. Um, so, yeah, a safety wouldn't hurt us. Uh, so, yeah, just definitely a corner, a safety, offensive lineman, a big wide out. That's like the major needs for us. Sure. Chase Young is not any of those, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not the best uh, strategist when it comes to picks, and I haven't really been paying attention to all the college players this year, to be honest. I don't really watch my brothers play. Man, I know they give you a hard time about that. You're supposed to watch us. <laughs> Watch, watch who? Amon and Osiris. Yeah, I watch them. Oh, you said you watch them. Okay, all right. I thought you yeah. said I don't even watch them. Yeah. <laughs> Not only watch them, I don't watch them on other teams. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah. What do you I, think? I played, I, played, I played against your little brother his freshman year. Oh, you did? I think both of them played SC in 2016. Was that his freshman year? Uh, I'm a when was your freshman year? What year? Yeah. Nah, he was 2018. Oh, he's 2018. So he might have played against. I 
think one of your brothers, either either the one at Stanford or the one at Hicks. No, I guess 2015, 2015 was my freshman year. Yeah, you're right. It was 2016 when I got there. Well, you know, this football world is so small. Everybody knows everybody and everybody's played. Somebody that knows somebody. Everybody. All right, and Dwayne, you got any ideas on that pick for the Redskins? Uh, all right, D-line, O-line. Okay, another Chase Young. The critics have spoken. Chase Young, that's that's supposed to be our pick, and I'm not mad at it. I think that he's a tremendous talent. Uh, we'll see what the future holds for the skins. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, Equinemius and Dwayne, for coming on our show. We appreciate you guys. Yes, thank you. We look forward to watching you. Thank you. All right. We're going to have to leave the conversation there. Thank you to the subscribers, the listeners. Thank you for your continued support. We are riled up to bring you the hottest risk in topics with the twists. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at TTALegend. That's T-T-A-L-E-G-E-N-D. And Tiffany Hoyt on Twitter. T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-H-O. Y is in yellow. D is in David. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Alana Bearfield. That's A-L-L-A-N-A. B-A-R-E-F-I-E-L-D. Thank you. And remember to stay riled up.